0: Welcome to the Hoops and Recreation podcast. The NBA All-Star break is here and the players aren't the only All-Stars out. I'm your co-host for today, Matt, and joining me this week, the biggest thing in basketball to come out of the year 1985, Mark.
1: And missing this week, the biggest All-Star snub ever,
0: <laughs> Wardy. Hey, yeah, our sixth man isn't here. I can't believe it, honestly. like I think he thought that because the players were on a break, then he was going to go out to Cancun and celebrate himself. But he really thinks he's Kyle Kuzma.
1: He's like, <laughs> all-star weekend, I'm going to Cancun.
0: <laughs> oh dear. But uh, hey, but, hey we, we've had an all-star weekend. And normally this signifies, I suppose, the, the, the real start of the season, as they say, right? After all-star break is when uh, everything starts picking up. And we'll, we'll see that in the coming weeks. But we thought that we'd spend a little bit of time breaking down the all-star weekend talking a little bit about the results and what happened during the weekend what we liked what we disliked making some suggestions everything in between so uh, i think a lot of people have lots of thoughts uh on this weekend good bad the ugly and everything in between right so uh, breaking down what is broken exactly there we go that's going to be the title for uh this episode Mark, how did, you, how did you find the weekend? It's a little bit different for us because obviously we can't experience it live. We're waking up the next day and we're sort of seeing replays and highlights on Instagram and things like this. How did you find the buzz of All-Star weekends this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a time when I stayed up to watch All-Star weekends, you know, and just took Monday off work so I could, you know, have a, a real tiring weekend, stay up for All-Star Saturday night, stay up for the All-Star game. I wouldn't dream of doing that now because probably... Detroit versus Washington is more exciting than the All-Star game. And that's, (laughs) I don't think that's out of pocket to say that. No, 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 no. Uh, I get excited on the lead up to All-Star game. I love the players being rewarded by being All-Stars. I love talking about who should be an All-Star, you know, essentially who are the best 24 players uh, in the league. But the weekend itself was a real disappointment, which is a shame because I think Indiana really put on um, this year I probably knew more people than ever who were there. Um, you know, who, who went not as, as, as players, uh, I don't know any of those, uh, <laughs> but I knew, knew more people than ever who went along, um, as fans or with brands. And there was so much more than what just, what went on, uh, you know, on court and everything that was incredible, but the events themselves, I think everyone can agree with pretty lackluster. How did you feel about it?
0: This is one of the first All-Star weekends since me sort of really getting into to basketball where I didn't immediately watch all the replays. And that to me is a big sign. You wake up on Saturday morning, um, you sort of open Instagram and you see sort of rising star highlights, right? And there was nothing there that sort of grabbed my attention. So I didn't even bother watching the replay for that. You wake up on Sunday and see everything from Saturday. And again, there was a couple of things. Like The first thing I watched was obviously Sabrina versus Steph. And other than that, it's only today, day of recording, that I've actually watched the three-point contest and um, the, the, the dunk contest again I think I watched a day later. Um, and I think that sort of sums it up to me. There was nothing based on the initial... Because your Instagram highlights are almost like a trailer of a movie. If you go on Instagram and you see that someone's like hit the the best dunk you've ever seen in a dunk contest or if someone's absolutely torched the three point contest, then you're excited of like, OK, I need to tune in because it's so hit and miss normally. You just don't know whether you're going to get absolute rubbish or just incredible sportsmanship. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mad.
1: Uh, bro, bro, years ago, I would not go on Instagram.
0: Yeah, because right you don't want to miss it. I, I,
1: uh, yeah I would be like I'm not going to go on Instagram the next day and because I I want to watch it all I want to watch I, I would go onto League Pass and watch everything the whole event I'd even watch the celebrity game like I, I would you know I would be so into everything so yeah even when I stopped watching it live I would not check Instagram because I didn't want to know who won I wanted to watch it all unfold and you know now I could care less and because it's just not exciting. The only thing I was really excited about was was Steph you know versus Serena and, and I think that's probably the one that didn't disappoint. Um, I, I think should we go through each event and just just break it down um, really 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 quickly and then and then maybe once we've done that and talked about the things that we liked we could go through and, and think about some of the things that we could do to to change this weekend because I, I think that's what's sadly that's what's going to dominate after this weekend is talk of what could be done to make it better and i think adam silver will make changes because we we've seen it he he, he doesn't mess around with stuff i think he'll he'll go and make some changes so it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on it
0: yeah uh, i think like i said adam silver is, is we've seen it with the play-in we've seen it with the mid-season tournament we've even seen it to a certain degree with including steph versus sabrina right like Hey, if you said a set, if you said a few years ago we're gonna have a random three point contest between the best shooter in the NBA and one of the best shooters in the WNBA at All Star Weekend you would have been like nah surely not the fact that it's just been that's been let to happen obviously everyone wanted to see it but to a like Adam Silver had to turn around and say all right we'll do it uh, he had to allow it in the schedule uh, so even then you can see there's a little bit of wiggle room in what the All Star Weekend looks like and I think you're absolutely right there is gonna be um, changes or i hope there's changes i hope that this isn't one of those things where nba sort of fans are ignorant enough to think like oh this is tradition and therefore it has to stay exactly as it is like no that's not what we want e- everyone's screaming out for a change
1: absolutely from everything that i've read people are uh, they, they want to change now they, they, they could replay it next week if they could i think um all right we'll go through it we're not going to talk about the celebrity game i mean to co- i will also just point out that calling it a celebrity game at this point is a real push because there are not many celebrities in that game. <laughs> um, but oh, so Friday night was the the Rising Stars uh, challenge. Um, obviously, they did the, the draft for that. They had the the four teams. Sum up the Rising Stars in in one word for me, massively.
0: All right, I guess. Mid, as the kids say. Yeah, mid. Yeah, as the kids say. I found this really difficult. Was this the because it's, it's a different format to has it, how it's been sort of in previous years, right? Like in previous years, we've had sort of world versus USA and we've had sort of one team versus another in almost the same format as a traditional all star game. Yeah. This, this idea, was the same
1: last year. Yeah.
0: Um, well, the the yeah. idea that you've sort of got these rising stars where it's like a semi final and another semi final and a final and it's not like a proper game, um, I, I think is a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't like that necessarily. That's one of the things that I've put down as a correction. I think this needs to go back to almost a regular game rather than the sort of smaller events. Mm. But uh, what I did like about this is the fact that we had uh, G Leaguers making such a big sort of mm. uh, impact on this. Uh, it was an upset, so, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. team Detlef, is it? Um, where they won the first semi-final and then obviously made it to the final, and it was yeah, all G leaguers in in that team. Whoa. Which, come on, guys, in the NBA, like I know, I know the G League is obviously supposed to spring people now into the the league, but that's like the the, the B team beating the A team. Like you don't want you don't want to see that. Team
1: Power was the one with Wemby in as well. They're exactly, they, beat, so they they were kind of the favorites. Like people were saying, how is that even fair? They've got that team. So it was good that they, they got to the final. Uh, the highlight for me was Benedict Matherin, Uh I'm so happy the you said game. that. <laughs> I think he scored half the team's points. Uh, he talked trash to Jaden Ivey the yep. entire time, was telling him he couldn't even guard him. Um, lost a 25K bet on a free throw. <laughs> As he was taking it, bet Jaden Ivey, I think it was that he was going to make this free throw for 25K and then missed it uh airballed a dunk uh and and also hit a game winning bucket as well so and and his team won it so as uh i think as a home team guy like he, he definitely uh definitely showed up for
0: that and benedict Matherin, i spent the entirety of last season bigging benedict Matherin up saying that he was going to be six man of the year uh, and should have been in the contention of like rookie in the year type Deal. I mean, obviously, by the end of the season, his points did sort of slump off a little bit, but he's a a really good young player that deserves to be in the 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 spotlight there a little bit. So I'm really, really happy that he came away with the uh, MVP for the the final as well. So overall, people are going to be coming out of this weekend exactly like us, giggling and thinking like he's he's a great player, like not. He's already a great player by what he does on the court, but now people actually see a personality behind him, which is half the battle when you're marketing a star, right?
1: Absolutely. That could be his, uh you know, if his game improves and he's got that kind of personality behind him, you feel like he's maybe in the kind of Ant-Man type mold that he he might be next up. Then we had Saturday night, which started with the the skills challenge. So describe that one in in one word. Tragic tragic it's tragic i I, I had pathetic on the tip of my tongue (laughs) i like
0: tragic more actually how do we have a skills contest that consisted of (laughs) people with no skills (laughs) scotty barnes kicking the ball around (laughs) like when they had to do the shooting at the end hurling a sort of no look behind the back shot like how are you Supposed to be an all-star representing your team. And granted, I know it's a little bit of fun, but just take a bloody shot. Like take a normal shot. Like I think out of the whole weekend, that there, him doing the sort of no-look behind the back shot, that was the biggest letdown of this entire weekend. And I know for a lot of people they're going to look at that and just laugh, but you are just like, you're representing your team, and you're not taking advantage of it enough where you're just hurling up shots that five-year-olds do when they're messing around with their friends
1: i I thought it was embarrassing genuinely what he did and even when he was trying he wasn't he couldn't keep his handle no i I don't rate scotty barnes anyway as i'm i'm not sure where people think he's going to be an ex-superstar from i think he's very very average in a very poor team um but that's kind of beside the point i also feel like he was doing this Because he was a bit worried that he might be shit. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them where you're like, oh, actually, I'm thinking I'm going to be, I might be a bit shit, so I'm just going to play a fool
0: instead. If he tries and and does shit, then everyone's going to think he's rubbish. But actually, if you mess around and you're doing behind the back shots and things like this, then people are saying, oh, he's not taking it seriously.
1: That's it, class clown kind of mentality. You know, like he, he was, he was really worried about himself. Yeah, so that that kind of summed it all up. Really, the different the Pacers team really wanted to win it. Like, they, yeah. they genuinely really, really wanted to win it, which was great. Like, that's how it should be when, when you're at home. Uh, and it would have been nice if everybody else would have kind of gone out with at least some mentality that they could have won it as well, rather than just, like, Ant shooting, you know, with, with his offhand and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it didn't add anything, those guys doing that.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Again, the only thing is that it's nice for the... We're too... too... Sort of contests in right, and you've had Pacers young star winning the MVP of the Rising Stars, his team winning, and then you move on, and the Pacers win the Skills Challenge. Like it's just nice. The only positive is that you've got two Pacers wins at an Indiana All Star. Really,
1: yeah, absolutely. And because they only had one All Star, like it was nice that they were able to get more players involved, <laughs> and that they were able to to get that 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 win there as well. So, yeah. But then moved on to probably the highlight of the weekend, Steph versus Sabrina. One word to describe that?
0: Oh, this is a half for a one word. I'm going to say groundbreaking. Okay. Only because of what it is. Like, as I said, if, if you t- told an NBA fan 10 years ago that in 10 years' time, the most anticipated part of the All-Star game would be a shootout between the greatest shooter ever in NBA history versus one of the best in the WNBA, you would have been laughed out of the building because 10 years ago, the all-star game was still fairly competitive. I'll pop it right? off. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. everyone would have gone, no, the highlight of the all-star weekend is the all-star game. And now every single NBA fan wanted to see this. So that's why I'm going groundbreaking.
1: Yeah, I'd agree by far the best event of the weekend. It was a shame. It was only two minutes long Yeah, because it, it was absolutely awesome. Um, I think what Sabrina did is so great. Nobody's really talked about the fact, because she lost. No one's really talking about the fact that she scored 26 from the men's line, which was as much as any bloke did in the actual three-point competition. And all she did was lose to the greatest shooter of all time. So I said on the podcast, last episode that we recorded, that I thought it was a bit of a lose-lose because of the trolls, man, like all the trolls online. But actually, I think it was a win-win because she really showed what she can do. Steph showed that he's is still the greatest shooter of all time. Um, and I think it shut a lot of the trolls up. Like, I, I think yeah, people 100%. aren't so quick to talk anymore, especially because in the three-point shootout, the highest score is you know, 26 as well. It kind of showed, you know what? Like, ain't that easy to score 26 especially from a line you're not shooting from
0: you're not used to shooting from she's done it with a hand tie behind her back as well do you know what i mean yeah. like, okay granted yes she used a wnba ball which is slightly smaller but she shot from somewhere that she wasn't supposed to if steph had to shoot with a smaller ball from closer okay maybe steph's not the right um sort of answer there but if any other NBA player had to shoot closer with a smaller ball, it would have messed up their rhythm. And now you've got Sabrina, who is, like I said, shooting from the NBA line further back with a smaller ball. Um, and the fact that she showed out like that—I mean, I know we're going to be moving on to the three contests in a little while, but with everything that, like, say, like the the controversy with Cat, where he was putting his toes on the line to get even closer, Rex. it's like what happened in a minute. Yeah. That's being called for shooting two pointers. He can't even yep. stay behind the three point line. You've got Sabrina doing it the whole time and scoring just as much as you. Yep. Come on now. And it's not easy to rock up and do that. Like Michael Jordan
1: scored 5 points when he entered the three point contest. <laughs> like we're talking about the greatest player of all time and he managed to get 5 points. Like it is not that easy to do well in that contest. All the pressure was on her. She absolutely performed and it yeah, it was great. We, we said the other day, I think Wardy said, but, you know, basketball was a real winner in this competition. And that was absolutely the winner. I, I hope they do it again next year.
0: That Again, well, we're going to talk about our uh, sort of suggestions in a bit. And there's what's happened with Steph versus Sabrina is part of my suggestions that I've got moving forward. So I won't spoil that. we are okay. wait until we sort of oh, cover cover that part.
1: I'm excited about it already. Never been excited about anything you've said before, and this is really oh, getting me going. Thanks, yeah. mate. Thanks, mate. You
0: can, you can sound <laughs> no, it if you really think it.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that moves us on to the three-point contest. One word for that?
0: Predictable. Oh, really? Okay. Only because I know we didn't predict Dame. I know this is very so ironic. Pre- me so saying predictable. Like, pre- None predictable. Of None yeah. of us said Dame. But, I mean, realistically, like... Part of me with these contests likes the idea that you're going to get an upset. Like every single human in the world likes an underdog story. And I really kind of liked the idea of someone like a Trey Young who's been snubbed with all stars. An underdog. To a certain degree.
1: Overrated not underdog all Come right on,
0: well to me i'm thinking underdog when you're thinking about three-point contests like Trey. <laughs> uh, if trey young had won it or malik beasley who was there me, me turn around going you didn't even know who He's... he was <laughs> exactly <It> was <laughs> malik beasley hang on i know who he was i just didn't realize he was that good at shooting um <laughs> like even someone like malik beasley if he'd won it like so i think that's the kind of thing that we sort of live for that you wake up in the morning re- watch it and go really but Dame coming back to back like i'm gonna say predictable because Dame won it and that's it Okay,
1: I like that Damon won it. He needs it. I think this year, I think it, you know, it hasn't been the easiest year for him actually. Yeah. Uh, with, with the move and it's, you know, probably not still second, but it's probably not still working out exactly how they wanted it to. So I think it was it was good for him. The first round was really good as yeah. well. Man, JB should have gone through. JB had three chances to go through and, and just couldn't get one to go. I was rooting for him. So th- this is another one I was actually excited about. Cat is your guy was in it. Like, of course. Yeah. This is it. And everybody had a guy in it, right? Like there was somebody to uh, again, Halliburton done really well. Like, yeah. came came out firing. Mitchell always does well in this. Yeah. It was a really good first round. Um the the thing with cat, why is there a referee there? <laughs> Yeah. why is there multiple referees there <laughs> literally putting their hand up like bro you don't put your hand up for three if his foot is on the line yeah it doesn't make any
0: sense yeah um, it was it was very, very interesting. I know uh, with the second round, I think I was getting confused because the second round is obviously a much shorter shot clock, isn't it? And I kind of got a little bit confused with that. Completely forgot, to be perfectly honest. And so I was thinking, why is everyone stopping after like the third rack? And then at one stage, the commentators were like, oh, Trey shot the ball in the wrong order. Like he did the, the did the money ball first. And I was thinking, is that why they've stopped him? I was getting very, very confused. But that's just me not paying attention probably to be perfectly honest. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I love the fact that it was so close. Because that, again, yeah. that's what you really, really want, isn't it? You yeah. don't want someone to rock up, completely blitz everyone. If everyone else scored 20 and someone scored 30, it's like, oh, come on. Like, very, very predictable. But even with sort of the final scores, again, it was incredibly close. So many people get into sort of like 24 and getting knocked out. There was, I can't remember who it was now, but there was someone that needed 21 to stay in and they got 20. Um, I liked the fact that it was really close. Um so yeah, overall, again, it's we've been saying it. We said it last season. Uh, last season that actually the three point contest has sort of become the new big hitter for the All Star Game. All Star Game, one hundred percent.
1: Start promoting that over the dunk contest because the dunk contest used to be the number one highlight of All Star Saturday Night, and I think this year just proved how pathetic it was. Uh, Do we move uh, on to I, the dunk uh, contest then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's my one word. <laughs> I'm gonna steal it <laughs> off you this time. Pathetic, and I'd and I mean that wholeheartedly. Mac McClung put on a decent show in a fairly well, in a terrible dunk contest. Jacob Toppin had the best dunk of the night, and the judges evidently wanted to put Jalen Brown through. he done a th- a threw a through the legs 360 and finished it with two hands got 47 that the, they evidently wanted Jalen Brown and Mac McClung in the final. So what was the point of uh, of having the other two there in the first place? It's ridiculous. Um, Brown, the dunk that he did over the YouTuber when Jason Tatum threw it to him, is one of the most pathetic dunks that's ever been in the dunk contest and will be shown forever as you know, probably one of it'll be up there with the uh, uh what was the fellow from the Rockets who blindfolded himself, but he really had holes. Oh, in his uh, know. you know what I'm talking about yeah, like yeah, it'll yeah. be up there with with some of those terrible, terrible gimmicky dunks as the worst dunks ever in that dunk contest. And like I say, Matt McClung, fair play to him. Like he had some decent dunks, but nowhere near as good as he did uh, last year. He'll obviously be back again next year now, to defend it. Um, but overall, yeah, pathetic. Like I, I can't, I can't say less about it.
0: <laughs> um, I was really, really toying between the idea of saying disappointing as my one word, uh, but then I'm actually going to change it to on brand because we've been saying that the dunk contest is disappointing anyway. So actually, me saying yeah. it's disappointing is kind of what we expect uh yeah echo exactly what he said matt McClung was the, the best dunker there but and no disrespect to matt McClung because he's obviously a much better dunker than i will ever be uh but i don't so- know hey i can't even dunk i'm the most someone that's six three it's quite disappointing that i've never been able to dunk i did try i put a lot of effort into it but i've never been able to really yeah
1: i'm just custard creams though you dunk them all day into your team oh don't you? and a bit Ooh. of a chocolate hot knob
0: um <laughs> But uh, going back to what I was trying to say, Mark, it was sort of like the equivalent of, you know, when you get that what that one player in a Sunday league team that played semi-pro and it's like, <laughs> of, of course you're going to shine. Like the one guy that actually has the ability to do dunk contest dunks was in a dunk contest. The others are just athletic in-game dunkers. Yeah. And that when you see a through the leg, like a between the legs dunk or a 360 dunk in a game, you're like, oh, amazing. But actually, we've been so desensitized to the idea that people can do crazy shit. Like, really, Zach, uh, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon ruined the dunk contest back in 2016. Like, genuinely, because, <laughs> yeah, because you, they were so good. Yeah, you're never uh, going to be able to beat that. And for that reason, it's ruined it. One of Jalen Brown's dunks
1: was a dunk that Paul George does every week on a fast break. But he did,
0: like, it, is this the left hand one where he got the white yeah. glove trying to represent the fact he doesn't have a left hand, like all the Terrible. commentators oh doesn't Terrible. have a left hand, doesn't have a left hand. I was like, yeah, but if you're going to do something left handed, like if you're going to point out your weakness, do something amazing, like really show us, oh shit, he has a left hand, like he can do, yeah. he can go both sides. Uh, Yeah, he he did just a, a normal dunk wearing a white glove.
1: Yeah, absolutely pathetic. And that's the, that's probably the, the space that needs the biggest overhaul, which we can jump into in a minute. The thing that also needs a massive overhaul is the All-Star game. Sunday night, Luca and Jokic and sticks aside because, let's be honest, the clips of those two have absolutely made the weekend hilarious. They have the best chemistry ever. Um, But yeah, how would you sum up the All-Star game in one word?
0: That one I am going to say disappointing. Mostly because the fact that it needed a revamp, so we went East versus West. And... What happened was arguably worse than last year. Um, I don't know, actually. Like They're all pretty bad, aren't they? Other than the the first year, unfortunately, after Kobe passing like that, just because of the competitive nature of it in respect of Kobe. Like Genuinely, since then, it's just been progressively downhill. But I'm going to say disappointing because I think for a lot of us, we thought, okay, going back to East v West might actually put a little bit of a competitive edge to it. And actually, it did nothing whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with you it's so boring it's unwatchable yeah it's uh i mean 200 points first time ever absolutely ridiculous over 100 points in the first half again it's just stupid yeah it shows you the level of competitiveness the guys just aren't interested in it at all um lebron hardly played yeah i don't think he played at all in the second half that was the um, thing which... I was
0: surprised with, the minutes. Like, LeBron played 14 minutes. Um, granted, of course, there are going to be some players that aren't going to play the minutes uh, anyways because they've got to try and play everyone. Uh, the one that, from a personal standpoint, uh, really disappointed me is the fact that uh, after having all of the shit for load management, uh, Paul George and Kawhi played 10 minutes each. Um <laughs> <laughs> Which was joint last, so uh, I love the fact that the two players from the Clippers, uh, played significantly less minutes than everyone else, and it's only going to feed into the idea of them and load management and everything in between. So I was a little bit disappointed in that, but Paul George did do a nice little bounce pass oop to to LeBron James in the sort of very few minutes they were, um, on the on the court together, and and LeBron. Saying talking to, to Luca about his first All-Star game. <laughs> you saw the cogs turning Luca's head. He was like, hang on a minute, you're not that old. <laughs> he was explaining all the players. My first
1: All-Star game, it was me, Will, <laughs> Bob Cousy, and Dr. J. It was 1968. <laughs> uh, Even Jokic that after good. that, so yeah. it must have been funny. Exactly. Yeah. That was great. Um, all i got to say, thank Fuck that the East won because oh if not, <laughs> cat would have been MVP. I knew you were gonna say this. <laughs> he wanted it. He was so desperate oh, for that man. Dear. So desperate. I, I said it could be cat.
0: Could be cat. Uh, the fact's that as well, like uh, again, I just watched the sort of little replay, the 10 minute replay, because again, I'm not gonna watch the whole thing because i quite frankly, I wouldn't put my worst enemy through that and um <laughs> I didn't get to see all of the extra highlights, but I did see a few on Instagram, like with Chuck and Draymond sort of going back at it. And uh, it was I think great. it was—I can't remember, was it Chuck or Draymond? I think it might have been Draymond saying like, "Classic Cat, forty points, but down by 20. <laughs> that was brilliant. Draymond said
1: it's like watching the the Timberwolves last season. I think
0: Cats got forty, but the
1: team's losing uh. by twenty. <laughs> It basically might have like they could have done better just having like a, a a live stream of Chuck and Dre, yeah, and then just the games kind of on in the background, you, you know, like a Clip like a Twitch vision, kind but... of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Clipperfish, not that bad. Come on. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm really glad that the, the East won. Uh, oh, yeah, Dave we we got shut up. Deserved. We got shut up about this.
0: Like, there's me <laughs> going like, oh yeah, the East doesn't have much firepower. You put the two against each other. Ruh, 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 ruh. Two hundred points by the East and yeah, like Halliburton and Dame just yeah. trading three point blows. Well not trading because they're on the same team, but you know what I mean? Like the two of them. Taking it in sh- turns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think
1: if everybody in the West played,
0: it might yeah. have been yeah. different. But- yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And yeah. Uh, and Dame, man, like a couple of half court shots that he made as well were just absolutely stupid. Yeah. Um also JB made a two <laughs> two handed dunk kind of as well, which was you know our Lord and Savior doing his doing his good work, so we we love to see that. <laughs> Again, I'm pleased for the guy, and he didn't play many too many minutes either. Which is no, awesome.
0: no Jokic as well teasing everyone with the dunk and right at the last minute flipping it into a layup that was classic. <laughs> there are some funny moments, but it's not what yeah. you want from an All Star game like Luca and Jokic and missing doing the sort of them doing the the no bounce from one side of the court to the other, and then right at the end him tipping it back to Shea for the little dunk. Okay. We sound silly saying about how this was really, really disappointing. And then the two of us are laughing here at the idea of Kat scoring 50 and these silly moments. But again, it's not what you want from an all-star game. You you want a competitive game. None of us are going to tune in next year just to see Jokic do some funny things. I'm, I can see that most weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll see that most. Again, next time Nuggets play the Mavs, we'll see some stupid stuff between Luka and Jokic. Like, I don't need to wait one time yeah. a year to see that.
1: They could have, all the stuff they done that was funny. They did in the warm-ups, ups uh, yep. you, you know, and, and when when they run through that stuff on the Saturday, uh, anyway. So I didn't. It's funny to talk about now for five minutes, but I don't want to see an hour and a half, two hours of the shit. No. Like I have absolutely no time for that. So yeah, there was a few funny moments, and which is good because it needs fix. It, it needs a fix big time, and I've thought about a few kind of things that, that i think would fix it for actually for for, for most of the events okay um so yeah but i don't know if you've got anything but i can start with the skills challenge
0: uh i've got first on my list the skills challenge uh okay. the thing that i've said to fix the skills challenge is ditch the skills challenge okay completely ditch it no, right. one's, it, it's a silly thing anyways. You're professional NBA players. You're supposed to be the best in the world. And even at the height of the skills challenge, it's dribble around a cone, do a bounce pass, do a chess pass, hit a three. Like, what are we doing? Are we the best players in the world doing a skills challenge? Or are we like 12-year-olds doing training on a Saturday morning? Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, wow. It, wow. I just don't see it being significant. It's... it. We... I can see why it's there to shine more light on other players, but I think there's better ways of shining the light on players rather than having some weird skills challenge that they seem to change every other year anyways because people watch it and realise that it's not entertaining.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. They do change it too often. I I do like the skills challenge. I liked it more when it was a current player, a WNBA WNBA player and a veteran on the same team. I really liked that aspect of it. And that's what I'd do to change it with the three teams. Instead of having them completely random, I would go all home team teams. So three home team teams. Okay. So you've got a roster of current players. So the three that they had from the Pacers, I would have a roster of three from Indiana Fever. So a WNBA team. Love that. That WNBA integration in it again. And then I'd have a roster of Indiana Pacers legends. So Reggie Miller, um, Jalen Rose, Stephen Jackson, yeah, y- you know something like that. J- Jermaine O'Neal, I like that. I, I don't know who uh, Matt World piece. I don't know whether he, you know, who who you could get really. But there's Indiana some good legends, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> there's legends for every, you know, in every city. Yeah, I-, I think that those legends would want to beat the young bucks. They would absolutely love it if they could get one over them. Yeah. And the WNBA players would want to be- go out there and-, and want to prove their worth. As well and I really like the idea that everybody's rooting from the from the home team as well so I like that team of vets team from WNBA and a team from the NBA team
0: yeah I really like that I think the fact that you're doing it all local as well I think is is really really good because I I do feel like watching this year granted Indiana really really wanted to win but I also do think that the other team sort of also wanted Indiana to win and with like you said and shooting shots with his left hand, Scotty Barnes doing the behind the like backward shot. I think, are they messing around here to be funny or are they actually sort of like, is it part of the conspiracy agenda that we want to, we, we need the home team to win something that uh, oh. uh, that's, I don't know which one it is, but i like the fact that inevitably you're going to have a winner either way. If the home team wins, great. It's the home team. If the WNBA team wins, great. We're shining a light on women's basketball. If the legends win, isn't it hilarious that a bunch of old timers have beaten current players?
1: (laughs) This is it. And they're all going to have egos and they're all going to want bragging rights as well. Because it's again, they've all played in the same city. So it's Um, big for
0: them. Imagine the last little, the last little bit where you've got Halliburton shooting off against Reggie Miller or something like that. Like being able to say, right, right. Beat you. Yeah. The only time that wouldn't really work is it maybe the smaller cities where maybe the legends are like people in wheelchairs and like people that really can <laughs> play. But again, there's teams have that many yeah, rosters, you'll be able to find someone to fill that boot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, there might be some places where they didn't used to have an NBA team, but they do now. But you'd get the whatever the team was before, you know, they've yeah. moved cities or whatever. Like there's, there's always ways to do it. Or you just put together a legends team or a WNBA legends team or, you know, a WNBA all-star three something like that like there's always ways to make it work i think it it could be really cool you had like like kelsey plum i know she plays for uh you know the the las vegas aces but you know she was sitting in for for a lot of the events and stuff like i'm sure a lot of these these girls would love to be involved more with a weekend so yeah let's let's make it happen i like that thank you you don't often like the things i do so it's just made me very happy (laughs) I'll give you a shit take in a minute. And okay, <laughs> love it. it. <laughs> um, okay, so then we move on to uh, Steph versus Sabrina, which we, we want to keep that, right?
0: Yeah, um, this is one of the things that I really, really think that can excel the um, All-Star Weekend. I really like the idea of more one-off events and challenges based on almost fantasy-esque like fantasy booking type scenarios, right? Like we've literally had the greatest NBA shooter ever versus one of the best current shooters in the WNBA. Like no one, again, a third time this podcast, no one ever thought we'd be able to see something like that at an all-star weekend. That is a moment in history. That is a cool like video game-esque experience. I like the idea of every single year, having something like that where it's like wouldn't it be amazing to see a dunk contest between I don't know this person and this person sod the actual like the the normal dunk contest can go on but like wouldn't it be cool just to have like one round of the rematch of Jordan Kilgallen
1: like you know one of the best kind of professional dunkers versus yeah Zach Levine yeah
0: exactly like wouldn't it be so cool to be like imagine if this happened and that's what inevitably for this weekend has created the buzz like the oh shit this is really happening okay I'm behind it and I think you could also use it almost and I want to choose my words carefully here because I don't want it to sort of seem like a negative thing but almost a situation where you can like squash beefs to a certain degree like (laughs) if if there's someone that's talking shit like I'm a better shooter than you cool prove it put it up on the all-star game I can beat you one-on-one cool perfect put it up on the all-star game like versus
1: everybody who's currently in the league
0: yeah, use it as an yeah. opportunity to just, like, have a, have fun with it. And I'm not saying beef as in, like, I hate you, let's, like, beat the shit out of each other in a basketball court. But just, again, I think the go-to for this, everyone ends up turning around and saying, oh, we need to introduce, uh, introduce the 1v1 contest in in, yeah. NBA, in in the All-Star game. I've actually got an alternative that, that I think would work a little bit better. But, again, as a one-off, Kyrie plays one-on-one with someone else, like, you have that as a really cool little snippet. That every year you've got something new and exciting to to mm. sort of watch. I like it.
1: Like yeah. it a lot. I, I don't know about one on one because it just depends how seriously they take it. Like it would yeah. have to be. They would. They would have to be some money. Or this is or why some I think there has to be level something.
0: Of that's what I mean. That's why I think there has yeah. to be some sort of backstory for it. The it grudge. could just be. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like almost a beef. There has to be like an element of a. People are talking this versus this person. Oh. And therefore, let's actually find out. Uh, it would be difficult because a lot of these debates of like, oh, who's better this person or that person? In nine times out of ten, it's an ex player versus a current player. So it's yeah. a little bit difficult to be like, oh, who's actually the GOAT? Let's do MJ versus LeBron in a one-on-one. Like, yeah. you can't really do that with MJ's age. You'll give it a go, I'm sure. But
1: absolutely give it a go. That's yeah. the type
0: of thing that I'm thinking here. Like, let's actually look at realistic matchups in a variety of different Basketball related situations and use it as a one off main event. I like it.
1: Yeah, I like it. All right. The thing that the three point contest is great still. still Yeah, we can keep that. Yeah, happy with that. The thing that needs fixing for sure is the dunk contest. So, aside from your great idea about having a kind of one off dunk contest, what would you do to fix the main competition?
0: I think it's difficult because what you need is just the best. And the problem is, is the best always don't like, they don't always want to perform. And I think that's really the overarching big problem with the all-star weekend is the lack of, want and desire to perform this yeah like I, I i really do think the dunk contest there's a reason why it was one of the main events for so many years because you had your zach Levines and your aaron gordons battling it out head-to-head hey, so take know it I mean? back before that when you exactly had, you
1: know your rising stars mj Dominique, yeah. vince carter like guys who were on the ascent yeah into stardom and wanted to show off their athleticism and make a name for themselves at all-star weekend
0: well, Stephen A. was saying it on again. I saw a clip on Instagram about the idea that LeBron. He said, I think his his exact quote was, "LeBron ruined the um, uh, dunk contest," or, or or one of the reasons why you can't call LeBron the goat or something like that. Because if you look at all the other top <laughs> players, again, if you look at MJ, Kobe did, yeah, Kobe did multiple it. multiple times. Exactly, yeah. Dominique won it twice. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's all these top top oh. players that are on the sort of NBA 75 list have all participated in these events. And uh sort of him LeBron sort of not being part of that is sort of I suppose Stephen A's point of mm. if he really wanted to be the face of the league and wanted to be the best, he'd put up and give it a go. Now he sort of has the excuse of I'm year twenty one. Do you really think do a dunk contest? <laughs> yeah, I think we can
1: let him off now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's quite interesting. I don't know how you fix the dunk contest as is without just simply saying you have to get the best dunkers, but the best dunkers have to want to do it. So whether you incentivize it with money or what, that's the only thing I can possibly think of. Because realistically, in today's NBA, we want Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Jar Moran, zion williamson as a dunk contest like at least i do anyways if i'm thinking obvious dunkers there's going to be some niche ones that actually probably have some um who's the guy from portland um is it Shaden sharp oh, that's also sharp. Yeah, well, I mean, sharp.
1: It, he's the ideal candidate for it yeah young upcoming like can jump out of the gym that, yeah. that's the kind of guy that we want next year y- you would you would hope it would be yeah him i don't think jar would do it no but there are people who can really jump out of the gym who don't end. I mean the fact that two of the guys were really in the G League speaks volumes about it. And fair play to Mac, you know, he, he he turns up and does his thing. But we I think we either need to incentivize it so much for the stars through bonuses that they they want to come and they feel a need to come to to be able to you know either either get a prize that's so fantastic that it's worth their worth their time doing it or we look to bring in professional dunkers. And like we that. have a couple of guys from the league and we have a couple of professional dunkers. It, it, it kind of in a similar vein of what you were talking about a little while ago. You know, if it, it's more of a kind of one-off event and just see how it goes. Because, you know, these guys who professional dunkers uh, have incredible dunks. It would be a real show. Um yeah. And then you could see what the NBA players... Thought about that and how if they raised their game because they didn't want to be shown up, you know, by by these kind of professional dunkers. So I, I think it'd be interesting to to see. So I, I think you either do one or the other. You either incentivize it so much through bonuses that NBA players and the biggest stars that we all want to see they want to compete, or you and i don't know what you can do apart from money i haven't yeah haven't got that yet you wouldn't be uh, able to or, do or anything seeding
0: wise or anything like that because really, i mean how yeah. unfair is it that someone gets a better seed in the nba or someone gets a win in the wing column or something like right. that because of the or, fact that or additional
1: mvp votes or exactly something.
0: It it's like it doesn't yeah. work like it has to be money or nothing i almost like the idea of doing sort of kind of off the back of what you mentioned there mark i know you were saying about professional dunkers but almost like not quite the professional dunkers that we might know but almost like a, a sort of a, a, a tough enough-esque competition where it's like leading up to the all-star break there's an elimination tournament oh. of like nobodies that are just p- average people that are great anyone doubles. can enter anyone can enter leading up to the all-star game it's knockout 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 the final is at the all-star game and you have players judging these unknowns what as yeah, I love this, why as... don't you have the
1: competition all the way through and the winner gets to go to All Star weekend? Yeah, to compete as the, the that fourth, works. Yeah, as the fourth, fourth one. Member. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool
0: because, again, the idea of an, a complete unknown and there's huge yeah. incentives for that unknown as well. One, they get to sort of get to All Star, which is going to be a dream for any basketball fan, but also. Imagine these people that sort of, I don't know, want to become internet famous and become the next dunk, like TikTok dunker and things like this. Like imagine all of a sudden you're dunking against uh, a Giannis at the dunk contest or something like that. And your following's going to explode. Uh, I think that could be a really cool way of actually making I like it better.
1: When, when Anne won, did their mixtape tour. Uh, when the professor won it, you, you had to, you had to uh, be better than that person. And the yeah. professor, I think it was in the first or second city. And basically, every single week he was going against people who were looking to take his spot. So yeah. You had to show out every week, and he stayed through the whole thing, and you know managed to get that contract at the end. And it'd be cool to do it in a similar vein, where you know you start at one city, the best player goes through, the best dunker, in the next city they dunk against the the guys from that,
0: and whoever's going and throughout. imagine. Imagine That'd the marketing so cool. that the NBA could use as well oh, on their Instagram and things like this. It could be like, right, city number one, we're right. in Chicago or something like that. And you could or you could make Everybody it roll every, out every you could go to all 30 cities in the NBA yeah. ending yeah. in the home city. And it's like, this is the this is yeah. where you, the, the final.
1: It's a great idea. I think we've come. I, to, I we've, love we've,
0: it. we've stumbled onto something here.
1: And get the legends out, like, yeah, dunk legends out to, to present it and stuff. Get it yep. sponsored by someone. And also, the NBA, you know, is quite far removed from the streets now. So I think it would help. I, hey, Adam Silver, something here. I'm calling you again. <laughs> no answers anymore.
0: No, he's he's fed up of. He's a little bit worried that we're going to take his job. That's the thing. It's too many good ideas, <laughs> yeah. we're a threat. It's like space. Scotty Barnes. He's threatened.
1: <laughs> I like that. Uh, okay, so the main thing that needs fixing uh, is the All Star Game. You know, the highlight of the of the weekend. So I've had I've got two ideas. Okay. So one of them has been. I think they've probably both been spitballed around a little bit, actually, um, but. So I'd love to see Team USA versus Team World. Yep. There's absolutely enough, you know, players now to to be able to do it like that. Um, you could still do the the voting pretty much the same. Um and I think it might add that competitive level. The only thing I'm worried about is that it used to happen in the Rising Stars Challenge and there was still not really any competitiveness there. So That would be my only worry about that, but I really love the idea of it, even if it was for a one-off. Yeah. The other thing, and again, this has been talked about, is keep it East or West, but the winning conference gets home court advantage in the finals. So there's a huge incentive there. Like, So this time it would be the East. So when it gets to the finals, Eastern team, doesn't matter what their record was during the season, they get that, you you know, the, the home court advantage would be the same throughout the playoffs. But when you get to the finals, East versus West, that team who won the All-Star would, would get a home court advantage.
0: I really like that as a way of sort of incentivizing it because it's something that's big enough, huge enough that it's going to have an impact later down the line. And you would also assume that every single person in that All-Star game is also they're in that All-Star game because they're hoping that eventually they're going to be in that finals, right? Like, okay, granted, there's the favourites and things like this, but when I'm looking up and down these All-Star teams, whether it's a, a Shea or a Durant or a LeBron or a Jokic, they're going to want Also, a home court advantage for the West. Likewise, everyone in the East. Your Tatum's, Lillard's, Halliburton, like even like a Halliburton again. Where Halliburton, chill, chill. Okay, that's. I was literally about to say he's not necessarily expecting to be there in the finals. But what if, like, what if he is and he can he can say like, I was part of this to help that be home court advantage. I really really like that as a um as a fix. I didn't come up with as many fixes, to be perfectly honest, with the All Star game. I really struggled with trying to fix this other than sort of incentivizing. Um, I sort of started toying with the idea of, like, do we actually need an All Star game? And actually, is like, do people really care about the game enough now? And is it more just the fact that I get to say I'm a 16 time All Star? Or like, could we just have it as the voting is a plaque or an awards like the most voted for players come out at the end of the event or halftime of whatever event we have and they are awarded all star recognition. But then part of me then also thinks, well what's the difference between that and like all NBA? So that that's sort of the big thing that for me is sort of a actually are we just repeating all NBA but midway through the season um that, that's the only thing because people realistically they want to be on all-star because normally these things are connected to bonuses and contracts and accolades and, and things like this it's now become more that than it is the actual game itself so do actually if you take out the thing that people don't want to do which is perform could this then become a better event but as i said i haven't quite worked out the fix there
1: yeah i'm not sure if any of them are the absolute fix no but I, I can see legs in the uh the giving the home court advantage. I do. Yeah. I can see legs in that one. I feel that's the kind of thing that that is pretty easy to do. It doesn't have to be any any wholesale changes at all, and that's the kind of thing that Adam Silver might implement. Yeah, and I agree with you that I think players would definitely have an added incentive because at least half of the players on each team will be thinking they they're going to get to the the finals. Even the delusional
0: ones. I, 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 even the delusional ones. Even your cats of yeah. the world. Like I know, cat didn't need an excuse to perform this time, but even cat's going to be sat there as Minnesota high up well, in the standings in the West. Exactly, number one team in the West. They're going to. He's going to be going. Yeah, I'm going to the. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely going to the finals. And it's Absolutely. like, hey, fair enough. If you're going to help some, if you're going to help your conference in one which way, shape, or form, then I think that's every opportunity for people to do that. Yeah, I, I completely
1: agree with you. So. I think that one's got some legs and I I feel like or oh, I'm hopeful that Adam Silver is going to make a change that will happen for next year's All-Star game, which yeah. they've announced is going to be in the Bay Area.
0: Hey, there we go. Um, the only other suggestion that I have, and I, I sort of started mentioning it earlier... And it's not necessarily a way of fixing the all-star game, but I think it could be an event that could replace something like maybe rising stars or skills contest or something like that. Uh, Everyone obviously says about we need one-on-one. I don't think one-on-one is the way forward because I don't think that people are actually going to want to do one-on-one, but I really like the idea of two V two rookie and vets. So, I like the idea of every team's rookie or one of their rookies that year then has some sort of veteran player. And it doesn't have to be their star. It doesn't have to be like, I don't know, sort of... It it doesn't have to be a retired player. Sorry? could Could be a a retired player. You you keep wanting to get these retired players in. We can get the retired players in in there as well. But I'm just thinking like, imagine sort of like, I don't know, a 2v2 where you've got Wemby and... Hi, hey, if we're doing retired players, Tony I, remember, I was going to say, when and Tony Parker doing a two v two challenge against who, like, um, whoever, Chet and someone OKC related. Russell or, Westbrook. Yeah, there we go. There we go. We're going for it here. Gary just, P- or Gary
1: Payton, maybe, maybe that's there. The, we go, yeah. Gary
0: Payton. I just like the idea of having some sort of rook versus vet. Uh, and that way you are also a rook and vet 2v2. I think one-on-one's a little bit too, like after you've done it once or twice, like really, I think it's going to run, it's going to sort of run its course. But 2v2 is tactical enough where there's sort of an actual game for it, or you could do sort of 3v3. But I like the idea of shining a light on rookies that might not necessarily oh. get that stage. Oh. Uh, and also, like I said, bringing in a little bit of sort of your fan favorites. Now, I, I wasn't originally thinking vet as in like retired players. I was thinking maybe like, I don't know, your Mike Connollys of the world that are sort of your fan favourites still on. Yeah, you just got a contract extension as well with uh, the Timberwolves. So. <laughs> yeah. But I like that idea of sort of like your fan favourites that have been around for ages, teaming up with your rookies, doing a bit of 2v2. It's actually something competitive. The, the vets are going to want to prove themselves. The rooks are going to want to prove themselves. I think that could have some legs.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the reason why I went with retired players yes. rather than a vet because I feel like the... Are... There's always a risk whenever you do this kind of competition that they'll they'll just be more of a laugh, yeah. And we want it to kind of be a little bit competitive. And I think that the older guys, like I'm thinking about Gary Payton, yeah, like it, he would want to win. That. Paul Pierce, I saying, he would
0: he like Paul Pierce turning around and saying that he could play in today's NBA at his age, exactly. All right, cool.
1: Yeah, all these guys are in a big three. Yeah, like, yeah, this is the perfect opportunity for them to come and play with a younger star. Uh, yeah, imagine Tony Parker running pick and rolls with Wemby. Like, but imagine him being locked down by Gary Payton at the same time Like <laughs> it would be really
0: fun but again it goes back to that video game-esque like sort of fantasy booking yeah. doesn't it and that's what you sort of want so I think that could be a really really good addition to the All-Star Weekend um, but how how it would slot in I I don't quite know
1: yeah no I like it I think it's a good idea yeah.
0: you've got some decent Man, ideas I, I, here I, yeah
1: like I, I'm going to send this directly over to Adam Silver and just uh, yeah. see if our responses
0: time <laughs> if you won't answer your calls, email's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, so dude. we got a little bit of time off now, because of your yes. sub
0: Uh yeah, we, we we're not doing an episode next weekend because as much as or, or sorry next week, because uh as much as Well, yeah, there's a couple of games, aren't there? By the time we do an episode, it would literally be like two or three games or two or three days worth of games. So we'll let the league mature a little bit before we start coming back and giving our opinions. And as we said, a lot of people say this is where uh, the season starts. There's lots of sort of close... um, sort of dramas happening in the league with the West is incredibly tight, big players in the East uh, sort of having upsets and uh, you've got people like the Bucks not performing maybe the way they should since Doc Rivers coming in. There's all sorts of sort of dramas that we're going to see going into the uh, the back end of the season. So yeah, a week off for us after this episode and then we'll be back to normal programming.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see like how the Celtics did last year when it came out of All-Star after the All-Star break and basically went undefeated for the rest of the season. I'd I'd love to see that happen with uh with the Bucks or with New York. I think there's an opportunity for someone in the East. And you know what? Cleveland are really, really sneaky, uh sneaking up there in the East now as well. They, they could be someone who's a, a real competitor. I'm not worried about them in the playoffs, but they're a real competitor during the, the regular season at the moment. So yeah, the East is looking exciting. And the West, this is where Nuggets, Clippers, they need to start stepping up because we all thought that Minnesota were going to take their foot off the gas and they're still going. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that momentum now. This break, again, it makes or breaks teams a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's either people get too comfortable with the break or it's yeah. sort of like the 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 charging of the batteries that they need to sort of push on for the next segment of the of the season so i think we're gonna have a few sort of exciting weeks and and a good couple of months leading up to uh, the end of the season and then the playoffs are around the corner the playoffs are around the corner all right well in that case uh thank you very much for listening to the hoops and recreation podcast remember if you like this episode leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family make sure you follow at sneakers and recreation on instagram to keep up to date with all things hoops and recreation and until next time guys goodbye